0: Welcome to Truth Be Told with Raymond, and I am graced with the presence of the Haifers, Tim and Becca Hafer. How you guys doing? Good
1: morning. Good morning.
0: Uh, first podcast ever, guys, and you get to be a part of it. How does that make you feel?
1: <laughs> Special, right? <laughs>
0: no pressure, right? No yeah. Pressure. <laughs> well, it's definitely going to make a statement, right? It's correct. Well, first and foremost, I want to you know, say thanks for not only joining me today, but discussing and breaking down this gun legislation of Maryland. Because I'm sure you guys know way more about it
1: than the average Joe. You, you have to, especially in the business that we're in.
0: Oh yeah, exactly. Precisely my thoughts. So uh, before before we get into this, I do want to say that, you know, I live in, and of course you guys know this, I live in, in uh, West Virginia. The free state. The free state. <laughs> but, you know, as a, as I dove into this Maryland legislation in in preparation for today. For one, it's, it's kind of spread out and hard, somewhat hard to understand. You know, you've got bills that are cross filed, you know, with house bills and Senate bills. And again, that's why I thank you for coming in so that we can really break this down for the residents and, and the gun owners and, and whatnot of Maryland. But Again, I live in West Virginia, and I'm mad for you guys.
1: Oh, we appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, I was ready to start signing uh, petitions, and, and it's like, I can't, I'm, I'm not a resident, you know?
1: And, and as you stated earlier, you know, it's very confusing, and, and that is a thing that they definitely make that intentional, hmm. so it keeps everybody focused to one area, you know, where the right hand's doing one thing and the left hand's doing the other, and you really gotta pay attention to the eyes and look to see what both hands are doing.
2: And the House bill and the Senate bills all have different numbers. But if you ever decide to get onto the website to review the legislation, it will always have the cross-reference number for either the House or the Senate. Now, the legislative lingo is different between the House and the Senate, but the core values between each piece of legislation are fairly consistent. But it does make it difficult. And then there are hearings both in the House For the House bill and then in the Senate for the Senate bill, which make it even more complicated. And although we are well versed on Maryland law, and I know that's what we'll discuss most during this podcast, I want everybody to be aware that there are no states that there is nothing going on with gun legislation, including West Virginia. Um, But, you know, the severity and the details of the legislation are different state to state. But don't ever, ever think. That your state will never be one of them because it will impact everybody eventually.
0: Exactly. And I'm actually glad that you brought that up because the one thing I kept seeing when I was diving into all this research was Virginia. And it seems like they are trying to do the same things, essentially, in both
1: states. And excuse the expression, but Virginia's like, watch this, hold my beer. Yeah. And, and I, you know, it's getting to that, I always told people that we're all going to take a bite of that liberal pie are you just going to take a bite are you going to take a slice or are you just going to take the whole pie and just shove your face in it and, and it's going to eventually creep because been in this business for 20 years in pa and west virginia and virginia were like oh maryland 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 and now we're slowly starting to see it creep into each and every state west virginia is a little safe but you're starting to see pa and virginia really good
0: Feel free to get passionate about this, you know. As long as just don't slip the S or F words, and we're good, man. <laughs> but feel free because I know this is a, a a real issue. I mean, it's a slippery slope, you know, as as far as our rights are concerned. It and, really what is. What they're trying to do.
1: It, it's frustrating because common sense is no longer involved when making these laws. So you you kind of wonder what what's the purpose of this? Uh, just legislation of trying to get us to. The one of the bills, the SB 816, where they're trying to get FFLs to be able to control them as well. They're going to make you do a whole bunch of stuff. And you, some people only read the first couple of letters and like, oh, that's not bad. They're going to make them get them a, a security system. You really need to continue and read the laws and try to understand them. Not only do you have to get a security system, what they want to do is be able to make each and every transaction that occurs in a gun shop be recorded. I'm not sure how they're going to get past the um, being recorded laws in Maryland, but this is some of the people that just throw some of this out. They want all the guns every night to be put into a gun safe. Safes are like laws. They're only like locks. It's to keep law-abiding citizens out. And what they're going after is saying this is to control the criminals from breaking in. So let me get this straight. You're trying to control me for what a criminal does Criminals are criminals Law-abiding citizens Will compel and abide by the law Criminals don't You know, you actually brought up a good
0: point Uh, You know, it's not just about our second amendment here Uh, The searches and the seizures You know, that's like amendment number four, I believe It's correct You know They're,
1: they're, They're wanting us to violate a law
0: Exactly. And again, there's so many, you know, Maryland already has some of the strictest gun laws in the nation. Absolutely. Um, like you said, it's not just Maryland. It's it's throughout the, the entire U.S. But again, we'll get into that a little later. Do you know, I know the last two weeks have been pretty busy as far as the bills and, and the legislation goes. Can you tell us which ones have been passed and which ones have fallen through the cracks or, or anything of that nature?
2: Um, There are three or four that are really, really big. So one was HB 1261, and that was a basic... Um, I hate to call it an assault weapons ban because it was basically a holistic gun ban. They were going after anything and everything that was semi-automatic, that took a detachable mag and had some sort of evil feature. And what people don't realize is, is this is not just an AR-15. They went after your kid's 22. They went after your 410 turkey shotgun. Your Remington 1100,
1: your Ruger ten twenty two.
2: It was the most, it was probably the largest piece of gun legislation that I've ever seen. Now that has been withdrawn. And that, that is. That was Friday,
0: correct? Yes. Okay. And that is
2: a fantastic thing. Um, but it also makes you leery as to why it was withdrawn without further input or conflict. The Senate Bill 0816 is the FFL bill, and that is the one that we go. Uh, again, tomorrow to Annapolis to fight it in the House this time. We fought the Senate last week.
0: And that's just one of them that are on for tomorrow.
2: Correct. The oh. other one is, uh, I believe it's House Bill 4. Mm-hmm.
0: The long gun.
2: The long gun. Mm-hmm. And that has to deal with long gun transfers. So they wanted to stop all person-to-person transfers for any long gun. So, for instance, you know, your granddaddy had a thirty odd 6 hunting rifle, and legally he could sell that to you without coming to the gun shop that that was a person to person transfer as long as you were both residents of maryland that was legal as long as you knew the person that was receiving it was allowed to have that firearm they are now trying to stop all of that they're trying to, to make everything come through the ffl now if you look at hb um bill four and you look through it it is now flooded with amendments um, the the last time I looked, which was two days ago, I had to print it out because there were so many amendments to filter through. So now they're creating all of these loopholes to still try to get the bill to pass, but yet um, try to ease some of the concerns that citizens have. Either way, it's still restricting their rights. There is one other one.
0: 910. I believe that one's tomorrow as well. The, it's the House Bill 910 and the uh, Senate Bill 958. On untraceable ghost guns, um, I believe. I- if that's where you were going. Yeah, yeah so that's the,
2: that's the 3D printing um, 80% lower bill.
0: Yeah, I wanted to get your all's opinion on that. I know because people are going to hear ghost guns and they're going to automatically think, well, why not? You know, if it's untraceable, why not ban it?
1: The federal government made it so the fact that an individual can manufacture their own. Let's just take the AR-15 Lower. That's the more popular one. I think Glock makes one not Glock themselves, but a Glock lug frame. So 80% of it is completed for you. You're, as the individual, allowed to complete the remaining part of it. You, as an individual, are allowed to do so legally. You don't have to apply for a serial number. However, when it says that you're allowed to do it, you're allowed to do it in your own home. You're not allowed to have me or, let's say, your body come over and help you. You are not allowed to go over to your buddy's house and use his Dremel tool. Let's say he is a machinist; they're few and far between. Let's say he does have something that you can use. You're not allowed to go over there and use it. Even you yourself, it's it's meant for in your own home. So technically, you could manufacture it and keep it for your own personal use. Right.
2: And everybody's view on eighty percent lowers is different. And I don't care which person you talk to; everybody has a different opinion of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So we, in our shop, we don't deal with 80% lowers. We don't work on 80% lowers. Um, we we kind of leave that part of the firearms industry alone. However, they're getting more and more attention, especially with all this 3D printing, because now people could potentially mass produce them, mm-hmm. um, and there are patterns and such out there for them to use. Um, and that's where it becomes more of a problem to the point where you see Pennsylvania, um, they just passed a law that made 80% lowers firearms. So the federal government doesn't do the background check for those because the federal government says they're not firearms. Gotcha. So Pennsylvania now has to do their own background check in order to clear those. And if you, we do business with a gun shop in Pennsylvania and we were up there talking to him about that And it basically says, make, model, serial number. And he said a lot of these things, they may have a manufacturer that, you know, it was made by uh, whatever company pumped out the 80%. But there's no model. There's no serial number. So it's still, you can tell how many the customer would have. But you can't really say, okay, what differentiates this 80% that he got from the next 80% because there isn't any distinguishing marks.
1: And that lies into what I always said. People that are making the laws don't understand the laws that they're trying to make or what goes in about it occur. In some aspects of it, that's good, as in Maryland— for some of, and I hate saying assault weapon because of assault in action, a weapon is just a firearm. It doesn't become a weapon until somebody physically uses it as such. But that's where the differentiates with the 8% frames, lowers, and such. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Um, I want to go back to House Bill 1261, which was the one to expand the number of firearms on the assault firearms list. Now, we discussed how they withdrew the bill on Friday. But that's only good for a year, correct? That is correct. So they could potentially bring this up again next year.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, they always do. Okay. It's you're just getting a, you're just getting to be able to breathe until next year because it's all right. What are they coming up with next year?
2: And it will be back. Um, and you see that with House Bill four mm-hmm. with the long gun transfers because they introduced that bill last year with a lot of other legislation and they withdrew it because they knew that it wasn't going to fly the way that it was, um, and it needed some sort of help. So as a result, the, um, it, it, now it's back. So they tabled it last year, said it's not going through, and now it's back, and it's back with increased um, publicity, increased amendments, everything that they can do to try to get it through.
1: And think about it this way, They may table it, they may withdraw it, but what they're doing is gathering more information to be able to amend it better to what they feel that will pass eventually. Gotcha. They're they're getting smarter.
0: Well, and it's like you said. Um, I, I think you said this earlier, if not, maybe it was on a post I read. I Man, my, my head's swimming with all the stuff that I dove into. Again, I'm from West Virginia, so when it came to Maryland laws, I didn't really pay attention until after talking to you guys and and realizing this is a, a real issue. But uh, you know, most of these people who are making these laws have no idea what they're talking about. No.
2: Absolutely. And and they. People don't educate themselves, and they don't read. So just like Tim said, somebody will start to read the bill, they'll read the first line,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and, and then they go on a rampage about whether it's good, bad, or ugly, and they never actually read the whole thing in order to make a correct interpretation. And that is how these things get passed mm-hmm. because people just they make a knee-jerk reaction and don't educate themselves to even completely read the bill or how it could be affect them, and now uh, it's too late. And they just have to take the time to educate themselves. Uh, we as a population have become very complacent, and that's what happened in Virginia. Virginia never had an issue. Virginia was always a safe firearm state. People left Maryland and said, I'm going to Virginia because I'll always be safe there, and then they become complacent. They don't pay attention to what's going on. They don't go vote. And now all of a sudden, you have your Second Amendment rights uh, really up for grabs.
0: And that actually brings me to an article I read, The Three Cs. It's called The Biggest Threat um, by Sherry or Carrie Sloan, I'm sorry. Um, Yes. The Three Cs, the complacent, complicit,
1: and... uh, What's the con- contrary? I follow her on Instagram, and I actually got to meet her out in at Shacha in Vegas. Super nice woman. Uh, she don't take any shiitake. Um, from anybody. From anybody. <laughs> she might even be more blunt than me. Okay. Uh, and voting. I hear it all the time. My vote don't count. You're absolutely right. One person's vote doesn't count. But now you have 5,000 people thinking the exact same thing. Right. And I get it. You get sick. You get aggravated. But what people don't realize is someone died. To give you the right to vote. You don't have the right to drive. You have the right to vote. The other thing that aggravates me is, and time and time again, you'll get people on the fence. Well, you don't need an AR-15. Well, you don't need a hunting rifle. Yeah. And and by all means, I'm the guy that likes the flintlock to the machine gun. Okay. Which is
0: why you're in this business.
1: So I like it all. But you don't need a Corvette. You don't don't need a 1,000-square-foot home. You really just need a tent to live in. Yep but some people died to give us the freedoms that we have. Mm -hmm. So we want to control a group of individuals instead of holding one individual accountable for their actions, and that's wrong.
0: Uh, Yeah, I agree. I mean, at the end of the day... Our basic needs are food, shelter, and water Correct So, you know, a lot of these things Like you said, driving's a privilege You know, and we still even take that for granted I mean, look at the accidents People aren't paying attention We, we take all these things for granted But you're right I mean, we need to and, and the thing is, is we do live in a country That allows us to come to the forefront And speak our peace And hopefully, at the end of the day We are heard as the majority You know, the, these are people we put into power we and need to stand up for this.
2: There was um, there was a young lady that just posted in one of the groups uh, that we're currently running, and she was a lobbyist um, for pro gun down in Annapolis for quite some time, and she made a point that a lot of people absolutely don't know, uh, myself included. Right? She said, when you call in those phone calls, just gonna go by the wayside. They don't seem to make much difference. When you email in, they're recorded basically by number, but they're actually cross-referenced to voter registration. So if they got 5,000 emails and only 500 of those emails come back to active voter registrations, then it's only counted as 500 because the other 4,500 people are not voting. So... They're worried about reelection. They're worried about people, you know, supporting them and keeping their jobs. So if they're all voters, then that counts. And if they're not, they kind of go by the wayside. The other thing that she pointed out is good old snail mail, which nobody uses anymore, yeah, right? Right. If you actually write a letter to your legislative parties, um, that actual letter is physically read. And gets added to the official legislation record. So, assuming that this young lady, being that she has walked that path, is knows what she's talking about, one hundred percent, that's pretty pertinent information to make you buy a stamp, um, make you register to vote, so mm-hmm. that that way, when your email is sent, it's cross-referenced to an active voter.
0: I see. That is that's interesting. I had no idea.
1: And I've had several conversations with with the western section of the politicians. Uh, several and i don't i don't want to name them but if you're in washington county frederick and west you know who your delegations and your your politicians are they're the majority of them are pro 2a they do need to hear from you Mm -hmm. they're not mind readers be polite be respectful but just be mindful of what your views are the other thing too is if you're not a voter they'll listen but you're your accusations and, and your comments really don't count. It's like anything else. You know, you you can hear somebody complain and whine, but if you're not gonna be part of the solution or part of the problem, it's just like Charlie Brown won yeah. won. <laughs> well that's
0: what made me mad as a West Virginia man. I I, I wanted to, you know, I knew I knew my response wasn't gonna mean anything because I'm not a resident of Maryland, but yeah, so I, I get it, you know. Um, and, yeah, and, and you brought up Western Maryland, and I didn't know, do you want to touch on what could happen with Western Maryland? And, and you know, as far as sanctuaries and, you know, gun sanctuaries and—
1: yeah, Well, it's, it's not too big of a secret. We, we have started a group, mm-hmm. other, other sanctuaries, other people across the state of Maryland that's trying to gather and gain— sanctuary Two a sanctuary has reached out to me i was starting to the wolves we we've started a western maryland group Mm -hmm. um it's a it's new it's a thought but it's a process to be able to go forth what we need to do i'm only one person my wife's only one person but we are the same as you Everybody needs an opinion and everybody needs to count towards it and go forth about it. We're in small steps. I've had small conversations with local politicians. And we're going to, we're going to move forward to somehow, some way. Some think that it won't happen, something that can happen. But there's voices in numbers. Exactly. If you had 20 people, making a statement that's 20 people if you had 200 eh, we're starting to get a little bit Mm -hmm. but imagine if you had twenty thousand people and look at virginia what you've seen there is the media did not predict or really show you what occurred they just saw showed you a small pictures but if you actually looked on facebook Mm -hmm. the people that were actually there oh my god and no matter what it does do your homework if somebody tells you it's dark outside you can look in the sky and see it's dark but what's what's behind the scenes how long is it going to be dark I mean do your homework mm-hmm. and make sure it's factual no matter what no matter what anybody tells you
0: when I like what you said earlier you were talking about doing it correctly you know we don't necessarily want to show up bearing arms we want to show
1: up with our voices that anymore. is correct be intelligent be a decent human being about it be respectful no politician is going to want to really really sit down and listen to you if you're screaming to torn and Feather them and take them out into the public. Times have changed in certain ways of things. There's different ways of holding them accountable for their actions. Mm-hmm. Agreed.
2: And, and the 2A sanctuary, everybody always says it'll never happen in Maryland. But what people do not realize is there are already sanctuary counties in the state of Maryland. So they've already done it. We can too. And if you if you just get onto Facebook and look at some of those groups, um, the one gentleman has a whole map of Maryland, and he has the approved sanctuary counties, and then he has an actual map of active 2A sanctuary uh, legislation where where people are trying to make their voices heard in numbers and trying to push this legislation through. So it's a big movement. But the biggest thing with Second Amendment supporters is we are probably our own worst enemy. We are the first group that will take somebody that doesn't have as much education as the next or is maybe too opinionated or not opinionated enough, and we will take them and rip them to shreds instead of stopping and saying, this person just needs a little bit more education. And making them a stronger part of the two A community. If we would learn to work together and respect each other, we would be so much more powerful than what we are.
0: The education part to that, I, uh, you know, I've again, I've seen a lot and read a lot, and it seems that a lot of mass shootings have have been thwarted due to people being able to carry a handgun, but. That's you don't hear about. that.
1: No, they don't want to publicize that, and it's the media, it's the drama, it's it's part of being entertained, and it's sad that the way that they think about it. Um, if you talk about Miss Mary making a cake, eh, somebody's going to turn a channel. But man, if you talk about her putting someone down or cursing or making some sort of wave, hey, what? Forget the cake, but what else is the drama about? And it's sad, mm-hmm. but it is what it, it's it's people in general. You know, they talk about mass numbers. I. I went down to testify last week and I show up and the hall was filled with people with shirts on. Moms Demand Action. Mm-hmm. It looks intimidating. Mm-hmm. A lot of ladies in there with their shirts on. What a lot of people don't realize, some of them do, is Moms Demand Action is actually funded by Bloomberg.
0: Okay, I didn't know that.
1: So you have a lot of individuals that are sitting there and I'm thinking, man, this is, this is intimidating. So finally I get I see a couple of the guys. There's four FFLs there. Panic from MSI. He's a president. MSI, Maryland, shall issue a rate, really good group. Really helped fight. He's a lawyer. Uh, Heshon LLC, they're a 2A law firm. The NRA had a spokesperson there. The National Shooting Sports Foundation has a spokesperson there. And I apologize. I mean, no disrespect, but there was, there was several other really good key features there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we're there to testify But I did not see none of the moms demand, I'm thinking, these 30 people are going to get up there and testify for this bill. No, I I think maybe one or two of them did. Wow. Listening to a conversation, and earlier I had at lunchtime, because we had a break, I'm across from these two young ladies, and it was a very uneducated conversation that I'm listening to. It's almost kind of hurting my ears and my, my head. We're all individuals, but found it really interesting so later on that i get to the upstairs we are all inside here's these two young ladies and i think this is this is going to be very beneficial for us when they testify so the one lady gets up and she says that she's from the brady campaign and she reads to what form of letter that she has in front of her and totally changed my mind to the fact of she's a very intelligent young lady this is amazing This is not the same person that I heard at lunchtime. Now, I did not gain information, have a conversation and ask them any questions. I just stayed away from it because the conversation they were having, I'm like, this is oil and vinegar. Exactly. So I'm just minding my own business. But so she gets done and reads what she has on her piece of paper. And one of the senators had a question. Mm -hmm. And you can see the look on her face. And she says, she spits out a number. He says, no, no, no. I, I understood the number. I heard that clear. But where did you get your statistics from? And she isn't answering. And he says, let me repeat myself. She says, well, well uh, and she's looking at this piece of paper. And she says, well, I, I, don't, I don't have that in my notes. So here you have, and this is my opinion, mm-hmm. someone that I assume is passionate, maybe funded and paid. I don't know that. But they're reading exactly what someone else gave them to read. I went up there and testified. I didn't have a note in front of me. And I could answer every question.
0: I actually watched that <laughs> well, one of. I don't know how many times you got up, but I did watch one of them, and it very well said it was. It was more so about the the, the gun shops and and you know how what they're doing is going to put a lot of you guys out of business.
1: And and I said that that's that's the only thing blatant about this bill. It has nothing to do with combat crime or criminals getting guns out on the street. It has everything to do with controlling the FFLs. You can say that you're going to table or withdraw the assault weapons bail further Mm -hmm. because if there's no gun shops in the state of Maryland to sell you a firearm, it don't much matter. You can sell machine guns, but if there's no one there to sell you a machine gun, you're not going to get one. Exactly. And and then you'll get get people, well, I can go outside the state. Well, let's say you have your cousin go get you your firearm. You just committed a felony. Mm -hmm. And then... Legally, let's say you legally want to go. They can't transfer a pistol a revolver, any type of handgun or frame outside the state, so you'll never be able to buy that again. And another aspect, too, let's say that there, you have two, three FFLs in the state of Maryland that live. Mm-hmm. They're able to comply. The money that they're going to have to put into the product, if you think for one instance you're not going to pay more than retail for a firearm, or your transfer fee isn't going to be four or five hundred dollars because most places don't want to ship guns into Maryland now because they don't understand the law, respectfully. I get that. Yeah. So in order to pay for all the products that the state of Maryland is having the taxpayers help you fight for, is going to be insane. So you people really need to think outside the box mm-hmm. on every bill.
2: And I, I think one of the biggest Issues that um, other years that we've been in Annapolis and uh, all these uh, moms demand action are there. People with their shirts on. You know, some of our our people have approached them and said, "You know, wh- what do you want? Like, mm-hmm. what what do you feel the problem is?" Because we want to learn. We want to know what you're thinking. Yeah. And a group that we encountered last year uh, said, "Well, we just want background checks." And he said. Background checks are done already. Mm-hmm. So once we educated them that what they were all up in arms about was already happening, they, they were dumb. They down. They simmered they down, yeah, yeah. They were
1: actually dumbfounded and looking at each other like that's not what we were told. We're told. Oh, wow. so then and I the, said, don't believe me. Do, do, your, yeah. do your own. Go find facts other than Moms Demand Action or the Brady Campaign. Look elsewhere for your facts.
2: And and there's a lot on Facebook all the time with anything in the 2A group or even on the business page. Somebody gets up in arms about background checks not being done. And we've even thought about doing a post on background checks because people obviously do not understand how it works. And, you know, we're a big shop. We're busy. Um, And I invite anybody who wants to really know how it works, come see me. Come see me and ask me and I'll take you through the process because we are blessed that we have an abundance of customers, that we can show you what Maryland requires, we can show you what the federal government requires, we can show you all the documentation that's required with each and every purchase, so that that way you know exactly what is being done so every single firearm that comes into my facility has does not leave without a background check of some sort whether it's federal whether it's maryland and a lot of that is state regulated as to which goes through what entity Um, and we help people every day to try to understand the law but there's nothing that leaves without a background check approval and people need to really understand that um you just need to educate yourself that it's what's being done. The problem is, is that criminals don't come into my shop. Criminals don't fill out a background check.
0: That's it, man. Yeah.
2: They're buying it illegally. Yep. The laws only apply to law-abiding citizens, not criminals.
0: I was going to ask, you know, to kind of wrap this up. Do you? Why do you think? You know, we've talked about it a little bit, and, you know, obviously, mass shootings seem to be the go-to on the reason why. But why do you think Maryland is trying to do this? Maryland, you know, these people who who may, maybe have never seen a mass shooting, never been involved in one, or don't know—
1: Feelings. Feelings. I get it. Uh, as a prior law enforcement officer, it's it's tough for many. I've probably seen more people that were injured way different— then firearms, daily, cars are probably a million times worse. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It, it's really bad when you see a loved one get injured. And, and we want – some people want revenge. Some people want answers. Some people want justice. And our internal feelings as individuals is different each way. Mm-hmm. But what shouldn't – what should be the same is, is hold the individual accountable, not an object. Exactly. And I've always said it, it – the government just going to control us to the point that we're all unclothed, sitting in the sand until the criminal throws a sand pebble in the person's eye. And now we got to revisit banning sand. And and I think that's what's so interesting to me. Now,
0: I, too, have never seen something horrendous like that happen, um, you know, when you, when you talk about mass shootings and, and what have you. But... It is our constitutional right, the right to bear arms. You know, it, all these shootings that I see on TV and across the country, my only thought process is if somebody was armed there, it could have been stopped.
1: Absolutely true. The only thing that's going to combat a sick mental individual with a firearm is a law abiding trained individual with a firearm. A phone call, depending where you're at, could be minutes. Half an hour could be an hour. When I worked in the county, your backup was half an hour, 45 minutes. Oh, wow. And that's, not, not like Baltimore City where you have millions of cops and yeah. it's right there. Mm-hmm. And hearing the worst part about that is hearing the majority of the testimony, because I had to hear 12 bills prior to what it came to, for me to testify in. And everybody kept saying, Baltimore City. The statistics, they'd give statistics. Mm-hmm. then they would inquire, so, well, where is these statistics coming from? The majority was Baltimore County and Anne Arundel County.
0: And that's what I was going to ask. Are we uh, – I say, I say we. See how passionate I am? I already feel like I'm with you on this. Uh, is the rest of the state being held accountable? And
1: for, I will, and I will for give it. one of the senators credit. He spoke up and said, so let me get this straight. I've heard multiple times that the majority of statistics are from Baltimore County and Anne Arundel County, yet you want the rest of the taxpayers to the state of Maryland pay for this, and they come on with a you – know, we just need to combat this to the state of Maryland. No, you need to, again, hold where it's accountable, the people that's doing it accountable in the area.
2: One of the best examples that I can give you is this was sometime last year. Chicago has one of the worst murder rates in the country, Mm -hmm. and they have some of the strictest firearm laws for law-abiding citizens that there are. So people get all wrapped up in, oh, there's another shooting. There's another shooting. It's the gun's fault, right? Mm -hmm. But if you, again, take the time to read and educate yourself, there's more to that story. So it was sometime last year, it was one of the deadliest weekends in Chicago that they had ever had. And at one gang-related activity, there were 26 dead. So EMS paramedics get on scene. And in practicing medicine, you are taught that you triage people. Mm -hmm. And those that are the most wounded are the last ones that you take care of because their chance of survival is very, very slim. Gotcha. So you move on to the next one that has less lethal injuries because you actually have a chance of saving their life, right? So there was a, a kid, 17 years old, that had a gunshot wound to the head so paramedics assessed him said he's not going to live we're going to move on right so they covered him with a sheet bystanders then saw the sheet moving because he was still breathing at that point they have a fit right draw the paramedics back over so they start resuscitating because of the crowd even though with a gunshot wound to the head He was not going to survive, Mm -hmm. right? Two days later, the gentleman, the kid died, the 17-year-old died, okay? Next to his body was the firearm that they assumed he used during that shooting, which was a full automatic Mac 11. Someone who can only legally buy that at 21 years of age through the federal government, He's not 21. Right. That firearm was not registered with its federal tax stamp that it needed prior to 85, is that correct? 86. 86, prior to 86. It didn't have that either. So nothing about the firearm or the individual was legal in any way, shape, or form. So that shows you that even the place with the strictest firearm laws, it's not helping. Yeah. Because there's nobody to combat this. Mm-hmm. The firearms are still being uh, obtained off the street illegally by people that are not legally allowed to have them. But all people see is 26 dead.
0: And they automatically blame the gun.
2: And you're not looking into the bigger picture of why is this not working? What are we missing? Mm-hmm. Right. But all they see are those statistics. They read the headline, which says deadly is shooting in Chicago. And the only reason I read more into the article is because of the medical standpoint of it. Why was this situation turned around? Mm -hmm. But people really need to read just finish reading, finish reading the article, do a little bit more homework Mm -hmm. before you just jump the gun and say, oh, this is what it is.
0: Well, what's interesting about that is, you know, a lot of people these days now you talking about Chicago and you might already know the story of the, the Valentine's Day murders way, I mean, way back in the day. Well, now that obviously made some sort of news back then. But look at how big it was, how bad it was to make the news. So again, people today, I think, are thinking there's more of this going on. Where do you guys stand? I don't think it's necessarily more going on. I think it's easier to publicize.
1: That's absolutely correct. Back in the day, you listened to radio as news Mm -hmm. and a radio only has a certain degree of how much, and it's like the story where you get down the line, you tell the first person one thing, and by the time it gets to the tenth person, the, the story's totally different. The biggest thing now is social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to turn on the radio. You don't have to turn on the TV. You just look at your phone that everybody has and starts obtaining information that way immediately. And
0: you see what happened in China, in Australia, all over the globe.
1: Absolutely. Yep. You, you'd you have never known about that unless you read the paper, mm-hmm. and it would have got to you two or three days later. Yeah. Now it's almost immediate. Mm-hmm. And the other aspect, too, is you, you talk about how strict Chicago is. I'll talk about West Virginia because that's the one I'm familiar with. West Virginia, it's an open carry state. Mm-hmm. It's a constitutional carry state. Yep. Look how low the crime is. Yep. Do you see a crime here and there? Yes, you do. But imagine the criminals now realize— The playing field is even. Yeah. Maybe I don't want to pull out my gun Mm -hmm. because you might have two or three law-abiding citizens going to pull out their gun to protect their life. The other thing, too, is they do a normal background check. But let's say in West Virginia you have your carry permit. Mm -hmm. Why would you have a carry permit when it's constitutional? Because once you leave West Virginia, any other state that recognizes your carry permit will recognize West Virginia. That's one reason why you get a carry permit in West Virginia. But if you have your carry permit, my understanding is you go to buy the long gun. You don't get a background check. You fill out the 4473. They leave that information on file, and you go home. So here's one extreme. Mm -hmm. West Virginia, and look how small – The crime rate is. So let's do the math here. It doesn't take a rocket scientist. I mean, I'm sure you can take a kid with common sense can figure this one out.
2: But that's where the social media aspect comes in, too, because people read these articles. And they're put up by tabloids or by somebody who just has an opinion, and they are unable to filter that information for what is fake news yep. and what is real news and what is actually legitimate, pay attention to this stuff. Um, and that's another thing. It's that knee-jerk reaction to, to stir the pot and feed the drama whenever they're just not paying attention to what the source is. and. You know, we are in the day and age of technology. We were just talking about that the other day, that, you know, a set of encyclopedias used to be exorbitant money, (laughs) and and the next year you needed a new one. Um, But we fail as a society to use the information that is at our fingertips for the correct reason. We refuse to acknowledge good versus bad sources for whatever you're researching, and, and we can't filter that information correctly. We're are, we're moving too fast, and we're not paying attention to what needs to happen, and whether this is legitimate source or fake news. And, and we can't. We need to really pay attention. Um, one of the articles that we posted in the Two A Sanctuary group was not about Two A Sanctuary but about illegal immigrant sanctuary. Yes, I saw that. And everybody, so we post it because we want them to see the bigger picture of, mm-hmm. now you're trying to take away our guns, and you're trying to increase the illegal immigrant population, and the two together mm-hmm. are, are going to be bad. Yep. So we're trying to raise awareness with that, and everybody just jumps on this poor sheriff that absolutely is a two- a supporter, but not a sanctuary immigrant supporter, but because they read the headline and just started running with it.
0: They got all, all emotional. And
2: and I, I posted, I'm like, you need to stop and take the time to read mm-hmm. before you respond.
0: Exactly, because people run with their emotions. They run,
2: and then you make somebody else upset, Mm -hmm. and that leads back to the whole, we are our own worst enemy.
0: Yep, Yep. snowball effect. And, you know, that's actually one of my favorite quotes in the age of information, ignorance is a choice.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, because that's
0: what we are in. We are in the age of information. Mm -hmm. So uh, I want to wrap this up. Is there any other, uh, again, we talked about some of the bills that are, are up, tomorrow what else are we looking at
1: there's tons pay attention the day that i went down i'm actually reading all of there's there's thousands of bills right in each one so just the tiny little bit that we're reading there's there's way different laws being read in the house and in the senate daily in all the rooms not just law on the ffls the laws on criminals everything pay attention. What other law are they trying to combat that they make you feel mm-hmm. that, oh, yeah, that's this, but it really isn't? Right. Pay attention, read them.
0: Yeah, well, it's like Becca said the other day, uh, if we can get through all the gun legislation in 15 minutes, <laughs> you know, no, it's just not going to happen. No. So obviously we can't touch on it all here today, but I did definitely want to get those, the, the main ones out that are affecting, you know, the the residents, which I, I realize, Probably more than what we talked about affect the residents, but also the the residents who, like yourselves are are gun shop owners.
2: And that we just we encourage people a register to vote, register to vote so that your email counts so that you can control. Um, and it, I understand that you're just one. But if you don't do it, and your buddy doesn't do it, and his wife doesn't do it, and before you know it, it snowballs. And that is how they get the advantage, and that is how these bills are passed every day. And once they're passed... You deal with the consequences, you know, and you say, well, we can repeal it. We can appeal to the Supreme Court, so on and so forth. Well, that's fine. But you still have to live with those laws for the next three to five years at the best case scenario. So please, please register to vote. Make your voice heard um, and educate yourself. Uh, Don't be ignorant.
0: Yeah, don't don't become complacent. Don't be ignorant and don't become complacent.
1: That's one of my famous ones. Well, we'll just have a lawsuit and do an appeal. So you want to waste more of your tax dollar money to fight your tax dollar money Mm -hmm. (laughs) for an appeal when you should have just voted and they'll come in and complain and the first thing I'll say do you vote? And they'll give me the deer in the headlights look. (laughs) I don't want to hear it neither does the politician. No doubt. You're part of the problem. Yeah,
0: I agree. All
1: right,
2: We greatly appreciate you uh, having us here to talk about it and trying to get the the legislation and the, the message out that um, we can all make a difference. Absolutely. Uh, it's, the question is, is how much do you want to make your voice heard uh, in that fight for your rights?
0: Well, no, I, I appreciate you guys coming in. And it's like you said earlier, if you want to know something, come talk to you guys. Yep. I mean, I can attest you guys are, are awesome. <laughs> very easy to talk to. Very knowledgeable on this whole endeavor. And you're right. We need to come together as, as a group rather than
2: fighting against each other. Mm -hmm. And and I sincerely do mean that. Um, Being that we're family owned, Tim and I are both there 99.9% of the time. um, And that door is always open. You ever want to know how gun shops work and, and how things are truly done to comply with the laws and what goes on every single day to make sure we're in compliance? Just stop in. Um, and I'll be happy to show you what exactly is involved To know, for you to know that background checks are being done. And this is how the system works so that that way you can be more educated mm-hmm. uh, whenever you speak about it or before you make a decision for or against some piece of legislation in regards to that.
0: And that's 15411 National Pike in Hagerstown.
2: Payforscottons.com. <laughs> hey there you go.
0: Is there anything else you guys would like to add before we get out of here?
1: Really appreciate your time. Really appreciate everybody's willing to listen, think about it, get out there and vote. Make your voice heard for your tax dollars.
0: Yeah, support the, the rights that good men died for.
1: It's absolutely correct. All
0: right. Well, it's Truth Be Told with Raymond again. Tim and Becca, thank you guys for coming in. Thank,
1: thank you. you.